0: Stock lines open now at 247 2000.
1: It's Brittany Rickard. You are listening to First City Form on KT Can. And I'm here today with Erica Jane from the both museums. Yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> Ketchikan Museums. It's kind of like the umbrella. So we're over both uh, the Tonga's Historical Museum and the Toad Heritage Center.
1: I need to write those down, too, because I'm like, and I know we talk about this every time, I still haven't gone to the one.
0: (laughs) Yes, we will eventually, we will get you out there. Uh, Yeah, I know, if if you haven't come lately, um, uh, you know, this is a reminder for Brittany and those listening, too. We're open Tuesday through Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m. for the public. So, uh, you know, you're always welcome to pop on by and check us out. And then there's always also um, online. So we're at KetchikanMuseums.org. And there's, uh, there's a lot that you can actually do. I mean, It's it's always kind of interesting to direct people to your website to interact with you But there is quite a bit on there um, from information about our current and past and future programming um, You know links to some of the things you might have missed. Um, There's also a really cool link to um, Some virtual exhibits so if you can't or you haven't been out to the museum and You want to check out what's kind of on display uh, in more depth and you know a lot of times You don't have the time to, to read all the labels or really, you know dive deep. You can do that online Um, And then there's also a really cool database. So we're all about making certain that the collection is accessible to the public. So if you're always curious about kind of some of the things we hold, we have that that past perfect database. So it's kind of cool. You can, uh, you know, search by key name or keyword or, you know, maybe the street you live on or, uh, you know, a historic Ketchikan figure. Um, We don't have everything up, of course, because we do have pretty, you know, pretty vast collection. Um, But more and more, we're making things accessible online. So that's always been kind of fun to see people interact with that.
1: That is super nifty. And then you were talking about the virtual exhibits. Are those the ones that you just mentioned? Yeah,
0: yeah. So there are quite a few. um, Everything from uh, I know a lot of people enjoyed like our first in fish exhibit or then and now a lot of community members including the radio station uh, recreated archival photos uh, and we were able to kind of juxtapose this you know archival photo from the past with our our modern community here in Ketchikan recreating them Um, and I know a lot of people really enjoyed that so that's something that's online Um, but we have something that's kind of new for us in that uh, a lot of these things that are online are reflections of past exhibits so they're things you could have visited in person Um, but what we have uh, we have two brand new virtual exhibits that have never existed in a physical form, and they're they're totally online. They're totally virtual. Um, so for this last um art walk, we actually hosted Brook uh at the Tongas Historical Museum, and we kind of debuted our history afloat uh, virtual exhibit. Uh, And that's kind of a celebration of uh, Ketchikan's old wooden boats. Uh, We were able to work with Brooke, who's a a fantastic photographer, to both take photos and document 11 different, you know, kind of old uh, historic wooden fishing vessels, um, as well as take oral history interviews. So you have this really cool, um, you can see the photos that Brooke has used, not not a sterile documentation, but there's a lot of life and storytelling happening, even the photos themselves. Uh, And then they're paired with those oral history interviews and snippets. So it's really really cool uh hopefully you know that people get inspired and, and share their own stories and there is a way that you can do that within that virtual exhibit um and they're also available you know like on our youtube channel but just seeing people listen to the stories and see brooks images has been really cool um and that's something that's on there uh you know our first phase of that is done we have those uh, uh you know 11 boats that are documented 12 different um uh, oral history interviews you know captains uh, owners of boats people have worked on the boats um, and it's really been kind of fun to see the reaction to that. Um, but then something that's ongoing uh, to kind of shift gears. So that was the sea, uh, and then uh, documenting history of the air. So we <laughs> actually uh, we actually have a virtual exhibit. It just opened literally yesterday. We pressed the button and made it go live. Um, and it's called Taking Flight, and it's actually going to be updated every week uh, for the next fifty five, fifty six weeks. So it's like a year long oh, wow. project. Yeah, and it's documenting in chronological order. These 56, you know, different companies, different aviation companies that have existed in Ketchikan over the last hundred years.
1: That is super nifty. And then so you update this weekly?
0: Every week. Yeah, that that exhibit is updated. Um, And what's really cool, too, is a lot of folks in our community, either, you know, you have family members or friends that might have worked for these, maybe have photos or stories to share, um, or they're, you know, really, really, uh, you know, 1920, you know, 1922 with the North Bird. like, they're really old companies that existed uh, that, you know, maybe you've only heard of or you have, you know, other things to share. Um, But really a shout out, uh, Don Dawson. Uh, is really behind that. He's a fantastic, you know, artist and historian. And of course, you know, everything with flight and uh, uh, he's active on the the Tongass Historical Society with the Save the Goose project. So a lot of people know him from all these different things. Um, But he's also such a great writer, too. And so every single week he's updating, um, you know, he's done a lot of research into these different companies, we have records, he has records, you know, there's all sorts of this information, um, from photos to just information about the the planes themselves and the pilots and everyone that's involved. Um, So he's really, uh, you know, he's given so much time uh, to this project. So it's really cool to see it go live. Um, and that's something that you can see on our, our you know, on the virtual exhibit. Um, and it should be mentioned, you know, he's he's not working alone. Um there's been a lot of help also from, um, you know, uh, Baronoff fishing excursions with uh, AJ and uh, Chuck Slagle. So they've been involved in that project, too. Uh, and again, it's just really cool to see people really celebrating this really vast history. I didn't know that there were like 56 different, you know, independent uh, commercial aviation companies that, had, you know, existed in Ketchikan. Uh, so I think with you, I'm going to learn right along, you know, right <laughs> along awesome. every week. Uh, you know, something new to learn about aviation here in Ketchikan.
1: I've been to the one museum and seen photos of some of the older planes that would just bring packages and stuff like that. And it looked terrifying. (laughs) So chartering something like that back then is definitely something that sounds interesting to learn about. Um, uh, early alaska in general everyone's just oh, yeah. risking their lives 24 7 to make this happen when you you said something about a database like looking up your yeah. street or something Oh yeah like yeah that. so
0: like i mean i'm i'm a fan of you know photos of the past a lot of us right we, whether you're a homeowner or you're someone that rents and you might just be curious of like hey like maybe what did this street look like you know 50 years ago 100 years ago Um, It's really kind of fun. I enjoy doing it. It's just going to the database online, uh, throwing in something like, uh, you know, Tongas Avenue or, you know, Main Street or Dock Street and seeing what photos we have, you know, currently up uh, and just kind of clicking through them and seeing. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, You know, it's that. That satisfaction you get from stalking, you know, someone on Facebook and seeing all their photos. But it's like you get to do that to Ketchikan and see these kind of nifty photos and things you might not have, you know, known exists even. There is some.
1: So I don't know if you knew this. Mm-hmm. Um but the guy who created Scientology, oh, Ron yes, Hubbard, yes, yeah, yeah. used to work here like way back when, had a little boating show or something mm. like that. And I was talking to Jason because we are, I was working with KPU TV to film a Christmas thing yesterday. And he was like, they really ought to have a tour or something for the tourists. And he's like, do you know where he lived or anything like that? I was like, no. <laughs> I just know that because we have some of the Cheechalker stuff out there because that's set and catch can and mm-hmm. stuff. So if you have any recommendations on finding information on him please let me know because I'm like you know that's a good idea actually I'm like it's never even occurred to me before
0: well there, there are so many people who make use of our archives I think that's something too is that they're open to make you know an appointment uh for all of our different, you know, budding or established historians, it's always great to invite them into the archive and see, you know, what comes about. Uh, I mean, shout out to our mayor, Dave Kiefer. I mean, we see him at the museum on occasion uh, doing research for one of his fantastic articles. Um, it's, it's there and it's available. It's not something that's, you know, you, you don't have access to. Just let us know. Um, and then, uh, you know, our, our curatorial team, our archival team, um, they are really fantastic with meeting research requests and photo requests for things. Uh, I know they're kind of probably buried under a pile of those as we head into the new year. Uh, but uh, again, there's so many really great ways that you can connect with us, whether it's um, us helping you do research or finding photos or researching L. Ron Hubbard and uh, <laughs> finding out, you know, what he was up to here in Ketchikan and what, you know, documentation we might have that exists Um, You know, there's so many different ways that you can plug into the museum, whether you're, you know, visiting us in person, checking us out online, or wanting to dig deeper about history. I'm definitely going to do
1: that because it's my favorite fact to tell people. They like don't believe me for a while, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gather proof (laughs)
0: for you. Yes, yeah, like the little bits of catch (laughs) can trivia are always great. Yes, Um, but yeah, there's so many different ways to interact. Um, So in front of me here, I'm I'm trying to talk Brittany into coming over and taking a (laughs) class. So uh, we also started registration for our winter-spring Native Art Studies Program classes. Um, And when I left the office to come over here this morning, there was still space available in all of those classes. Some of them are filling up pretty fast, but everything from um, beaded applique with Janice Jackson to our spring break classes that are for youth, um, you know, all those are available uh, still. Oh, and do we have a call coming in?
1: I think we do. Let me try and answer this. I'm I'm bad at taking calls, so if I hang up on you, call again. (laughs) is exciting you're on first city forum yeah i was just calling
0: in for the song contest for the what oh with the song contest
1: oh i think he's trying to reach the front desk um call again and leave a message <laughs> uh, okay so sorry I answered you live thank you <laughs> all right bye.
0: Okay. good luck to you on the song contest yes
1: Oh, that's too funny. Anyways, so with these classes, yes. is it
0: just educational? Do you get to do some of these? Yeah, you actually do. So they're project-based classes. Um, I mean, you don't anyone can take a class. So anyone is available to register. Um, I've taken classes. I think they're fun and fantastic. Uh, you know, you plug in. Some of them are uh, more like weekend workshops, so they're Ooh. a little bit shorter. Uh, and then we have some that are really in depth. You know, thirty or forty-hour classes where over the course of the class, you make something like um, high-top beaded moccasins or. Uh, You know, you get to go into all these different, um, you know, learning these different steps and things. Um, We'll have our intro carving, uh, you know, woodshop. I was going to say, I was looking at
1: that carving. That sounds Uh, more up my alley.
0: Yeah, but uh, all those classes are available. Um, Like I said, you can register either visiting us in person. uh, You can fill out those forms online from our website, KetchikanMuseums.org. Uh, you can call us and ask us questions about classes. Um, but again, all those are still available. Um, like i love I love spring classes every year. Um, last year we weren't able to hold them, and so this will be our first one for, you know, in a while. But um those youth classes are really cool, too. If you ever wanted to plug your kid into something, over the spring break, um, we have both weaving with uh, cedar bark weaving with Ch- Holly Churchill, uh, and then Janice Jackson is doing a, a regalia class with youth. So I mean, there's just so much really cool things that you can plug your kiddos into. It's really reasonable, um, and for those who are are you know worried about uh, funding and things, uh, I know if you're an enrolled KIC member, you can apply f- apply for that Esther Shea scholarship to to cover classes. Um, but it's it's much cheaper than you know you know paying for college credit. You You know, I kind of come from that mentality of like, oh, you mean, how many hundred of dollars do I have to pay per credit? And that's really not the case here. Um, It's really reasonable. There are a lot of really cool classes. And if you're not signing up for this winter, spring, uh, you'll definitely want to take a look at our classes uh, in next fall, too. So we always have stuff going on like that.
1: And there's a really big variety, too. I'm looking at this little flyer. So something for everybody, I think. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yes, yes. We have
0: furnished it in front of her here. Um, Yeah, there's so many really cool things going on. Um, we're inviting back so many really talented instructors. Uh, it's really the the strength of our program is reflected in just the the quality and uh, you know the passion of our instructors that they come back year after year uh, and are so willing to teach uh, you know new students new things. So that's always really cool too. But uh, again, you can register by uh, you know visiting us in person over at the Totem Heritage Center. Uh, we're there from one to five p.m. Tuesday through Saturday, uh, and you can also register online or giving us a call there at the Totem Heritage Center. Uh, and that number is uh, 225-5900. So there's so many different ways that you can plug in and get involved. And if you're already a student, we also have, uh, you know, or, or, or you're working on a Northwest Coast art project and you just don't want to do it alone, you know, in the dark in your house in the winter. <laughs> uh, we have our Tuesday night uh, open craft nights are back open. So it's really kind of cool to see people who are still, you know, working on a work in progress or started something new or just want to, you know, work on something in a space with others um, on Tuesdays from 6 to 9 p.m. Yeah, we're open and we do that open craft night um so yeah come out and uh you know make your heart and uh you know fellowship in a space with other people working on their own projects too it sounds like a great atmosphere do you have anything else you want to share Oh, we always have so much going on. Um, I think my my shout-out, so I know Brittany's already gone and seen the Sustaining Community exhibit, uh, but that exhibit is coming to an end. So January, uh, I believe the 20th, uh, the 21st is the last Saturday that you'll be able to see that exhibit and it will be gone. We will be making space for the new exhibit. Um, So we're really excited for that in March. But will it be virtual? Yeah, so yeah, (laughs) the Sustaining Community, will it live on? Uh, And we really are kind of curious curious to see you know how it'll grow and build so many different community organizations have really um, you know helped us out with that exhibit uh, supplied us with information and gone into their own archives and I'm really curious to see what that'll bring in the coming years as people you know do focus internally and see what documents or things they have that they can share or that are important to really record the story of their organization or the work they're doing and the impact they're making in our community so
1: right and it's so cool to go and like into a museum and see people that you know, oh, yeah. and yeah, it was, yeah <laughs> or stuff that you were there for. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you're if you haven't been out yet, or you just really want to make certain you revisit that exhibit before it's gone, uh, it'll be open until that Saturday, January the twenty first, uh, and then it'll be gone. Um, but yeah, there's so many people who've been involved with that, so we're very excited to, uh, you know, uh, celebrate and usher out the old and get prepped and prepared for the the opening of our new exhibit in March.
1: Do you know what the next exhibit will be? I
0: do. I do. I can tease it here. So uh, we're. It's going to be. It's going to be very, very. Uh paleocentric
1: it's mm. going to be centered
0: around uh rachel has a fantastic uh book cruising the fossil coastline uh created a really cool exhibit uh with it's been everywhere the state museum Berg, is all there these anything places. rachel can't do I, you know <laughs> we're gonna have to ask him because i don't think i don't think i've come across anything we've Every asked her
1: name with a different yeah. it's amazing
0: yeah but um, again like if you need to tease yourself and get ready for that march you know paleo nerds and his podcast or his book or just so much of that um, we're really going to be uh, thrilled to be uh, hosting and and you know putting that exhibit together that cruising the fossil coastline and that doesn't open until March uh, so that first Friday in March but uh, in the lead up to that I'm sure we'll be talking more about what you can expect and get plugged into but uh, we're really excited Ray's work is fantastic and really cool. Uh, And just having that, you know, at the Tonka's Historical Museum, you know, March through January of the next year, it's going to be like an entire year celebration of uh, all things paleo art and, uh, you know, dinosaurs and all this kind of cool stuff. So we're really looking forward to it.
1: I used to want to be, I was actually talking about this literally yesterday, um, an archaeologist. I'm talking like my... My career expectations got less and less realistic as I aged. Because <laughs> I was like, we did this thing in like the second grade. We all had to go stand in front of a microphone and say what we wanted to be. And all the girls were like, princess or whatever. And I was like, archaeologist. My mom still laughs about it. Anyway, so I'll enjoy that example. Yeah. That's my whole
0: point. yeah, well, yeah no, I mean, like, yeah, get enthusiastic, whether it's uh, paleontology, archaeology, history. Uh, you, we can definitely set you up with things and make certain that you can um, celebrate your nerdiness and geekiness <laughs> or just, you know, learn something new with us.
1: Very cool. All right. Well, thank you, Erica, for coming on. It's always a good time. Uh, A last-minute reminder... To purchase your tickets for the adult prom going on, it is this Saturday. I'm definitely going. Are you going, Erica?
0: Oh, I don't know. I have to, you have to find a corsage, right? Isn't that a prom <laughs> Something, <thing>? yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and Woody's Finest is playing. It's over at Ted Ferry. You can get them on our website, Um, And I think there's a Facebook page as well. And I think it's going to be a really fun time. I'm a huge person for events. And most people in Catch are. There's not a lot oh, to yeah, do well, here, yeah, especially in the winter. An
0: yeah. event that you can dress up for and get yeah. out there and just have a fun time.
1: And I dress up all the time anyway, but this is like, dress up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, there are still tickets available. I'm sure that they will sell out the day of because that is how Catchy operates. <laughs> so make sure you get them in advance. And I hope to see you guys there. Um, the Christmas cash giveaway will be December 24th in the early morning, around probably 11 to noon. Um, 11 to 1, sorry, at Tonga's Trading Center. That is where you put your name in the box of shredded cash. Guess how much is in there. If you get it correct or you are the closest guess, you will win a check for that amount. Um, and who doesn't want some free cash around Ooh, the holidays? Yeah. yeah. And that box is at Alaska Liquor. For the rest of the week, it will move next week. So keep it in mind. Follow it around and put as many guesses in there as you can. Only one per day, though. Yeah, there's Only a one limit. per day. There is a, a limit. limit. <laughs> and that's about it for us. You're listening to First City Forum on KTKN.